Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, 9 p.m. So, of course, that means it's UK Cowboys time. Are we all doing, guys? Not too yeah, bad. Good. Not too bad. Stuff my yeah. face. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it is, of course, uh, April. And I know it's April Fool's Day, but ignore that. Uh, but April means it is draft month. Mm -hmm. my favorite time of all uh yes this week guys welcome everybody uh we have the godfather with us jamie joining us and we have the bay city and rollers of uk cowboys we've got paul graham and lawn with us oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> next next will be wait 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 <laughs> He never lets us down, does he? No, he does not. I practiced that intro for hours on a Thursday. <laughs> yes, uh, it is, of course, as we uh, mentioned, guys, uh, back here again. Uh, this week, we're looking at day one and day two options. So everybody been doing their homework and looking into this. Um, but, of course, before we go anywhere, we always start with news and updates. But before we go any further, there is something... Uh, that we, I just wanted to get to um, last week, record-breaking show, over 4,000 of you joined us. Thank you very much. But a big one we want to say is thank you for everyone who sends in the comments and joins in. Uh, you are the MVPs, but it's not just the UK or the states that join in. It's everyone else around the world as well. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate not, it. Not just the Mercer's team, the world's team. World team. Setting the standards. I, I surely would. <laughs> I, I, I should really get that statement copyrighted. I really should. Like ever since I said that in that ESPN interview of back in Thanksgiving 2017, everyone's been bloody much saying it now. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> the, the the one that we always use uh, is uh, not just America's team. So slightly there, slightly not, but eh, there we go. Um, but uh, some good news before we get into news and updates. Some news coming out that uh, we are coming out of lockdown. Yay! Well, well, some of you are. Some of yeah. you are. <laughs> we come out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. We're much, yeah, we're much later. So, what's the news then? Is they just holding back in Scotland then? Yeah. Yeah, we're just pretty much waiting to see what if Boris Johnson's going to screw up, pretty much. <laughs> and Nicola's going to be like, hmm, you know, but well, that is what it is, you know. But I don't That's very that. true. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then, right, guys, let us start off the show with uh, as we do every week because there has been a lot of news especially in terms of the draft uh let's get into the news and updates so first of all the big news about the nfl in general uh big one is that we are going to 17 game season uh the 17th game for the cowboys is the patriots uh <laughs> but that going forward also means three preseason games so it's still the same amount of games in a roundabout way um, but what do you guys think of the extra football, the extra regular season? I'm happy about it. <clears throat> I yeah. can see why the fans are happy about it, and I can see why the players, most of the players, hate it. Um, I think <laughs> the, the special teamers will love it because I think part of part of the negotiations was that there's, there'll be more players on the team, 
and there yes. will be bigger bigger paychecks paid out as well. So if you're on league minimum, you're going to get a little bit more money. Uh, I can, but I can see why the I can see why the starting QBs will hate it um, because it's obviously more damage to their bodies. But if you're on a practice squad, if you're on a special teams, you love that news. But there, you know this this has been muted since they were doing the the CBA agreement back in yes. what, 20, 2019. And I think yeah. there is something in place that stops, limits the number of snaps that players can actually take, which is why the Correct. rosters are likely to expand as well. So, um, and I think ultimately the the owners are looking to go to an 18 game season and drop another mm. uh, preseason game. Um, you know, I mean, for is, the owners, it makes sense. It's ticket sales. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I mean the so, the preseason games, a lot of them, a lot of them are freebie tickets that are given away as um, hospitality and things like that, because yeah. there's not a lot of the season ticket holders want to go and see third and fourth string guys or guys that are likely to hit the street shortly, um, mm-hmm. you know, playing. It's it's interesting if um, if any of you watch ballers. The, towards the end of the yeah. last season of Ballers, they talked about the 18-game season, and a lot of the, the kind of players were suggesting that we wouldn't be happy if our if our work asked us to do like six days a week, a six day or season. if they took a week off, yeah. a week of yeah. paid leave off of us. But it swings and roundabouts because I was reading a, a column on the NFL website the other day. Um, some of the top players in the league will st- stand to make an extra million dollars. Like I think Jared Goff stands to make an extra million dollars off the seventeenth game. So it's not all bad. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, a, a million dollars is better than your pocket. I mean, Scott, can you imagine if we all had a million dollars to spend on? This is one of the reasons why the salary cap is going to expand uh, astronomically in the next yeah. couple of years. Is that? You know, this was one of the agreements that there would be more of the total revenue given up to the salary cap. So obviously, we've seen the TV deals coming in, averaging eleven billion a season. Um, you know, if you get full stadiums and everything like that, and you know, obviously those prices go up by a little amount each year and everything like that. So it's it's adding to the pot. And again, as we say, the salary cap is going to go up astronomically. Here's a wee question for you. Do you think, I think this is something you might want to bring in as well, Mike, as regards to the international series games. Do you think this extra extra game a season is actually kind of helping stabilise that whole... It does. It it really does stabilise it, whereas you can still get your eight games a season, but Mm -hmm. whereas that one, one game, it's always going abroad. Doesn't matter. And what... bear in mind, they only do that once. So they, they, they lose. So it flip the 17 game flips back and forth. So yeah, yeah, one yeah. year it's AFC, uh, uh, one year it's NFC. Yeah. Then once every eight years, um, one of those home games goes abroad, whether it's Mexico, Germany, Canada, or the UK. Um, so basically, there will be that one time in a decade that they lose a home game. But in terms of the eight, games uh, sorry yes you know the standard eight yeah. games that they get in the turnstiles that stays the same i think it helps that in that like possibly in the natural series as well like you say look at is that are still yet to come over like 
no one's going to, like I say, no one's going to give up the Packers. Um, everyone always sells out. I say, I think it helps, I don't because, like you say, you can initially, although it flips, right, like I say, one year's NFC, one year's AFC, it's, you can sell it by saying, well, actually, this is going to technically yeah. be a neutral game, can't you, rather than, right, you lose the Packers form. But go play the Packers in Germany, for instance, and you're not going to lose your income from what you will that game. So I think it's a good selling point for the NFL. In, 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 in a way... In a way, like for market value for these players as well to go overseas as well, it actually kind of makes more sense for the, even for that extra game. Like they're not actually trying to be missing out; they're actually trying to get a lot more revenue coming in from different sponsorships across the pond that way as well. So, yeah, there's that perspective as well. I think as well with Valleys, yeah, hundred percent. Essentially, over here, where we've been going, we've gone from one to then multiple games over here. I think it's kind of the next progression in it, like you say, because. Once you start making these these moves, um, you can't really all sit there and say, well, you know what, we'll go to X amount of games in England, then we'll, we'll just completely leave the National Series completely because, like I say, it's a backwards. And a big one as well is what you've got to think about is the cap is based on revenue. So mm. if they're just sticking to the United States, then really you're only uh, marketing yourself to one country. This yeah. way... They're trying to market themselves globally. So that's yeah. only going to increase cap space for teams, yeah. which means that you get to have more of those players you love. Um, but, okay, uh, moving on from that, and we, we moved into um, the international series. Also, Pro Day Crazy at the moment. There's some crazy numbers uh, coming out. <laughs> we were talking about this before we came on air. It is, unfortunately, the only numbers that we have um, in terms of their athletic and measurement traits. But we always do it. Take pro days with a pinch of salt um, because there's all sorts of reasons why these numbers are uh, exploding at the moment. A number of reasons, wind on your back, running downhill, all the rest of it. It all happens on pro days. Um, but they're the only numbers we've got. So... Yeah, that's all I can say on that one. Yeah, um, there was one. There was one team that had their pro day in the middle of snow, so you know the guys were obviously running slow times that day because they were running into the snow. Where guys like Ohio State, they're inside the bubble, they're running downhill. I think it's they're running downhill. Like, yeah. it's, it's a ten degree incline or some or decline. That's um, correct. You know, so they're they're getting a nice uh, nice wee burst of speed. You know, gravity helping them. Fucking yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of them, forty times. It like some of them were running with rocket fuel up their ass. It's just a lot of things, you know, like running with the wind on your back and everything. Because, but you think when when they're in Lucas Oil Stadium, it's in a, a control and it's closed. It's a closed dome, so you they you know exactly what you get in there. So that's the only thing, but. I want to move on to this one. So, first of all, as I said, it's draft month. Hey, hey, hey. And we've already had two big trades. So, first of all, let's talk about this one, guys. The 49ers Miami trade. Um, so, the San Francisco 49ers gave up quite a handsome handful for this. Mm -hmm. But they now pick third. 
what are you guys making just initially on the front? And then we'll talk about what we think they're going to do with that pick. But what do you guys all think about that pick initially? One word. Retarded. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I think it's I think it's a huge gamble. I think it, it, mm-hmm. the, it shows that the 49ers have basically said to the world, um, we're off to the Super Bowl and we're looking for that one missing piece because they've effectively mortgaged the future to go and do it. So yeah. they're, they think they're not far away. Now, granted, um, if you asked me that question last July, I would have said maybe. And then they go and have a horrendous season injury-wise and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't who he's supposed to be and um, <clears throat> they start losing offensive talent left, right and centre and um, and the rest of it. But to, to go and do something like that, you're going up for a quarterback. You're not going up for a wide receiver like that. And if they want to take Mac Jones after his pro day, they better re- <laughs> they better rethink they better things because it was not a sweet pro day. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they went for Chase, the wide receiver. It wouldn't surprise me to do go wide receiver because it just seems <laughs> something what San Francisco might actually do something stupid. So do you know what? I, just were you, were you saying that, Paul? Um, so I don't think I'd be able to describe it in one word. And I think obviously Mike was saying that the trades and you'll probably go to the next one, but that's all. I always come out of this on top. Miami are, are <laughs> laughing right now. They are yeah. literally <laughs> laughing right now. With the, just, all the they've done what they would. Have, have, have you seen the amount of draft picks they've got? Mm. Not this year, but the the, the next yeah. coming years. Yeah. Well, well here you go. Know. They have they have fourteen draft picks in the top one hundred over the next three years. It and, just goes to show. Sorry, Jay. On you go. On you go. No, no, sorry, I'm going. Just it just goes to show what you can do when you have your quarterback. You know they're, they're obviously <laughs> going to run with Tua, so they've taken three, which they got from the Larry McTunsil trade. Just think yep. about that. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then, then it was the Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, so they they've got the QB, so they've effectively said, right, let's dilute this and send it further down the line. We can, we still get our top ten pick the way it worked out, but we've got X amount of extra goodies to look forward to in, in the future as well. And it's, it's a master stroke, and, and, and I think I think it's safe to say I think it may be safe to say they probably will be one for wide receiver in this draft. Um, yeah. Miami, oh, Miami, Miami, yeah. The, the, the they could take Albert. With how it's worked out, the receiver that they were probably going to target at three, they're probably going to get him at six. Mm. Yep, because because the quarterbacks are going to push everybody down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because bear in mind, although we've already said, you know, you've got your four quarterbacks that we know that that's going to go in what order you want to go in. But we still haven't taken into account Panthers need a quarterback and the Patriots need a quarterback. So I still think that on draft day, you're going to see another trade to get up and get the next. Because once those quarterbacks start coming off the board, you're going to see itchy trigger fingers. Yep. I think most most of this is done. Sorry, on you go. No, no, no. I was going to say Miami have actually pulled a master stroke because, you know, we're talking, we're sitting here talking that potentially you've got four quarterbacks going in the first four picks because Atlanta are probably looking for so- somebody to take over from Matt Ryan, you know. Yeah, that's that one. There. Mm. So, you know, Miami, 
potentially they're talking, they've got pets, they've got the choice of pretty much all the wide receivers mm. that are going to be there. Possibly even Sewell, Rashawn Slater, whoever, you know, mm. they're you know, they're in a master stroke. And again, if and they don't like it, any of these, again they can jumble around the first round, drop yeah, another yeah. couple of picks and pick up more. Yeah, and, and, and I think as well, it's like even like and I think it comes back to is the salary cap. They're actually not spending as much in the cap from the top top three pick now moving back down again. So it's a bit of a like was it like a good couple of million dollars against the cap or something mm. like that, something different. Yeah. So it like, can either be, way, yeah. So either way, they're yeah. saving, they're, they're saving her quite a bit. I mean, see, see, for me, this all comes down to the GMs of the league. They've they've effectively said to their head coaches. Right, is our QB going to sell jerseys, and is our QB going to get us to the playoffs? Because if he's not, let's go and get another QB. So ch- everybody, everybody wants to win now. So that's why these guys are going one, two, three, four. Are they the top four talents in the in the draft? No, not even close. But if you don't have your QB, you're not going to win. And the, all, every GM in the league wants to win. And these guys are not ready to go one, two, three, four. Absolutely. Craig, Craig just made that. Craig just made that. Craig just made that. There's more pressure now on the Falcons, just for the Falcons. Essentially, unless the Jets surprise us all and don't go some sort of QB, that because they, they obviously eventually need to find an heir apparent to Matt Ryan. Um, but now, I think there's more pressure on them in terms of if they can't get a trade that. They have no choice but to take, a, to take a QB and not risk maybe the draft class in a couple of years. Whereas, if someone kind of came up with a trade, they can, can have that pressure taken away because it's like, well, actually, I'll build that squad a little bit more here by getting some back and moving back. I know it's we might we might see a Fonte Matry coming back in. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> this, is, this is the silly thing for me. At four, I mean, see if you take the Falcons for instance at four. Um, Arthur Smith is the new head coach there. He has no mm-hmm. ties to Matt Ryan whatsoever. Yeah, but there is still pressure for him to go and take a quarterback, even if, <clears throat> even if he's not ready. So he is a, his career in Atlanta is basically going to be tied to the quarterback that he picks next. So he could get away with having Matt Ryan for one more year and then just tough it out with a second or a third round pick and develop him from there. Is taking a quarterback at four going to solve? Atlanta's problems. problems. It's not. No. It's not. So I don't see what I don't see the rush for all these kind of half baked QBs because none of them, I don't think, are ready to step I in. Don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't think I, I don't understand. Like I don't think any of the, like the person for me. I don't think any of the quarterbacks are necessarily pro ready. Like that, if that, if that, remember the term we heard that all the time, like oh, pro ready, pro system, all that type of stuff. Like, I mean, you could say Lawrence, yeah, but I, I still have my doubts about him. Uh, Lawrence, not Lawrence has not played in a pro system at all. Lawrence plays in an RPO screen system. In fact, just to let you know, of all the top five, well, the entire draft class this year of quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. Has that it is number one in screen yards? It means, wow. means absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what it means is that it's a lot of dump offs to his wide receivers. He knows 
good wide receivers and running backs as well and running backs yeah yeah because yeah. that that was a big part especially last season a lot okay. a lot of screens and dump offs to running backs um but moving on to the other trade that happened this actually now means the Dallas Cowboys are the first team to draft this year in the NFC East because the Philadelphia Eagles traded back with with Miami, who now uh, are picking again in there, meaning that Philadelphia pick at number 12, the Cowboys now the first NFC East team, which means good news. It's good news. <laughs> going back to the Kyle Pitts conversation, he's not going to be in the NFC East unless it's with the Cowboys. That's what I'm afraid to say. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It is good because we don't have to face him. We don't have to face him, man. I'm, I'm not so sure. Hear me no. out. Hear me out. I reckon, <laughs> right? I reckon. There's going to be a weird scenario where we're going to have a decision where the Cowboys will trade back or something like that, or if Pitts is still there, we pass up on him. It's either going to go to uh, New York or it's going to go to the Shields. We'll go to New York if we if we him. But the other we 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 said we could be in a very intriguing position because if you if you just assume it's going to be four quarterbacks plus four picks, there's a lot of there's a lot. Of I think it'd be fine. That, that the Bengals are going to go wide receiver as well. How deep? They very well could. In fact, what if the Bengals took Pitts? Bengals could take Pitts. Yeah, but I, I, I think that that a lot of it will come from Joe Burrow. What the hell, say look. I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm just not sold on packing Pitts. I'm not sold on it. I'm not. <laughs> I know we talk about this all the time. But here's, here's my question. Go on, Jake, go on, go on, can, can he, can he blow uh, the block? I would just yes. say that we, 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 could be in that, we could be in that intriguing position that the best tight end in the draft could be there. Put it and, this way. And then the best corner could be there. So it's like, pick your poison, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle Pitts can block. In fact, he has a higher blocking grade than uh, Kittle and Model by a long way when they came out. Higher. Okay, that, right, okay, that shuts my conversation up then. <laughs> you know and you're that? talking about two... You're talking about two guys that are in the top four of tight ends. I know we, I know we, in fact, I think, go on, Jake, go on. I keep interrupting you. Sorry, last week that maybe the ideal option would be to move back, maybe pick up JC on, but I can't see JC on lasting going anywhere after 12. So you you gotta move back, he'll be, he'll be gone before. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't uh, can't go back to further than 12. I think the biggest, the, the biggest thing... God, sorry, Jay. I keep knocking you out, man. No, no. No, uh, no, no you've frozen out there, Mike. Yeah, you were frozen, Mike, yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry. 
yeah. I do apologize. Yeah. But I, I was uh, the biggest thing the Cowboys are hoping is that Pitts is taken before they get there because otherwise they're in a kerfuffle. I hope so. I hope so. Because let me put it to you this way, because mm. you, you were with us then as well, Paul, in 1998. And this is what's going to stick in Jerry Jones's mind, that he went for team need over pick. And who did he pass up on? Hall of Famer Randy Moss. And he even speaks to this day that he is absolutely gutted he did that. But, uh, but and he'd be the, the doing the same we, again with Pets. But, but to, to be fair, though, in, in fairness, though, the guy that we did draft and like, he actually had a fair or okay career, the Cowboys. You can't argue with the pick. Yeah, Greg Ellis. And Greg yeah. Ellis, especially in the early 2000s, was one of the players that kept this team afloat. Yeah, and I mean, if you think the contribution, I mean, he came back from a... Um, a very bad leg break and everything like that and still recorded I think it was eight sacks that next season uh, with a rod in mm. his leg and which he ended up yep. having to have the rod taken out at the end of the following season um, you know the guy still contributed but yes definitely you know you, you can't really compare Randy Moss to Greg Ellis because they don't a they don't play the same position mm. Ellis um, Randy Moss took it is fuel the fact that he was passed up by what twenty three other teams I think yeah was, yeah what twenty four yeah the point but to prove I mean, he, he had a point to prove that everybody passed up on him you know so he was he was definitely coming and ball out but he still he still bounced around the league to two or three teams partially because there was a bit of um, off the field issues with him that. Uh, you know, he became too he became too big for his boots in some respects, and that's yes, why he yeah. got rid of him. I take all this. I take all the, the kind of should have taken. <laughs> Excuse me. We all need to take it with a pinch of salt because think of the players that we could have had through the years. It's not just Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if TG, people knew TG who Randy, if people knew who Randy Moss was going to be, he'd have gone in the top five. So. <laughs> I mean, but the, he I mean, was. The, the, the mind, Cowboys passed that year, up Randy Moss, but right. so did everybody it, it, else. That year, mind in 1998, he was offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, but people it, knew who it, he was. It, but if if people knew who, why did he go in the mid uh, in the mid twenties? Then that's my point. Character why, issues. Why did, uh, it was, he had the character issue flag. It was done to his character. He had the character issue flag. Mm. Is what the issue um, was. But, but to go back to the Pitts conversation, I would love Pitts to fall to 10 because if, if Pitts is there at 10, the phone's going to start ringing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we get what we want. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it will be Kyle Pitts. I think certainly with our, with our cornerbacks, I know we're, we're chipping into the rest of the, the, the show, but our cornerback situation lends itself. I mean, if we take Pitts... Well, our cornerback situation the way it is, good grief. <laughs> That's all I can mm. say. I mean, the way I see it is but that Broncos are, are a bit of a uh, that that one where I, I'm like that with them. But the way I see it is that there, there's eight offensive players going in the first eight picks. Broncos are my... One where I'm not sure of. So you think once it gets to the Cowboys, that's a crazy huh? amount of defensive talent that's going to be yeah. there. When you when you yeah. mentioned the Broncos, when you mentioned the Broncos, when, 
Carl Sorry, Paul. I was, I was going to say, when you mentioned the Broncos there, first thing I thought was Kyle Pitts would be the next uh, Shannon. Uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, yep. Yeah. Regular He's show. got all the potential. Regular lessons the floor show, and the like ceiling throw, for Pitts like is just, throw, it, it's, um, it's up. It's huge. It's massive. I like to throw out predictions. Watch for the Eagles jumping up to 10. Ooh. There's one for you because they want Stay to jump ahead. Up. They want to jump ahead of the Giants. I don't think the Cowboys would ever trade with an NFC East team. I would. If I was me, I would do the whole. Uh, what's, uh, who was that running back for the Saints? Uh, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. Like, I want the whole draft. Oh. I want all your picks. <laughs> yep. So that's one pick. Fuck you. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um. Obviously, when we, and it was it was like Eagles fans' reactions to when we took CD Lamb last year, and then it kind of mm. the studio stuff from ESPN, and it was saying that and they were saying although we didn't necessarily need a wide receiver, it was a smart pick by the Cowboys because why why would you then let the best wide receiver in the class be rival? So you, you take that option away from them. So I said that I don't think we would trade to the Eagles. It, it happens. It, yeah, it does, yeah, but I just yeah. think it's better to what talent would be there. I, th- I think if it were further down, then I think we might get to see. But I, like I say, I, I agree with Randall saying say that, that I could see him being on the call. Like, I just think Jerry would be like, on your bike. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I mean, put it this way. If the Patriots don't go up in the draft to get a quarterback, which they, pro- they may not if five go off the board, then I could see the Cowboys are 10 and Kyle Pitts is there. Now the phone's ringing because Kyle Pitts has got New England Patriots written all over him. And we know how much Belichick loves his tight ends. I know they took two big tight ends (laughs) in free agency, but I think with Belichick, that don't matter. He does not care. He's going to get the best guys on the field. And he he will use 12-man just to sack up. You, you know, that he'll use 12 man formations just to suck up that um, formation to use what he's got. I can just see it. It's got, it's got him all over. You took the words no. right out of my mouth, mate. They've spent an awful lot of money in, in tight ends, but like you say, it's Belichick. Um, there's every chance they could play uh, Pitts or Henry at, um, at slot. There's every chance. Yeah. yeah. And Pitts, Pitts as well, bear in mind played in a slot and he played out as a lone wide receiver too and every time he he, he he won so you know that's the sort of guy Belichick likes you know versatility um, positionless football you know and we know he loves his tight ends and he will absolutely shred that formation uh, and, and you, you know he, he's a uh, what you'll also look at, I know we're talking about the Patriots a bit much here, but <laughs> the tight ends, <laughs> the two that he's got. So you've got John Smith, who um, you could say in Tennessee was a bit of a product of their style of football because it does utilize the tight ends a lot. But you've also got Hunter Henry, who has question marks about his health. So you go, OK, well, let's cover ourselves. Take the best guy, trade up, let's go get him. That's a very a, a Belichick move. See, do you know what, like you said, I know we've talked about the Patriots, but that would be the, the <laughs> fact of that. What if it comes from what you said about a trade, the Patriots have moved up, and there's 
there's two quarterbacks left on there. So one of the one of the top four quarterbacks plus Matt Jones. A lot of people are saying that he would, he would I think we spoke about it, didn't we, all of us a couple of days were saying that he seems to be offensive of that to uh, being able to just dump it off the two Titans. So it would now especially for the draft show now, wouldn't it be mm-hmm. like, a quarterback or the moving up with Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts is playing it's like, hmm, this could be either arc on it. It's going to be very, very tasty. So let's get into it then, right, guys? Um, but before we end up just talking about the Patriots and becomes the the, the UK Patriots show, um, <laughs> let me get some of your guys' opinions because it's day one and day two option show as well at home. Let us know what you think. Um, DJ Dog, good to see you, brother. Uh, coming all the way from down under, he already brought up a good point that I was going to ask you guys. Yep. For you, is Caleb Farley off as an option altogether in round one, day one? Yeah. Round one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? It's a, it's a huge risk. Uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, it, there's a there's a slight hint of Jalen Smith about this. You know, first round mm-hmm. talent, second round body, in terms mm-hmm. that you can't spend all that guaranteed money when you consider you don't, I mean, you f- you effectively don't know if you're going to get the same player because you can't mess about with back stuff. Um, I think you'll see, I think you'll see fairly fall, but not too far. I think somebody will snap him in the second round. If he if if he's sitting there early day two, the phone will ring, without a doubt. Yeah. Even more so the fact I say if if you say day one options, you just you consider the fact that just for instance we for 10. I, 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 I couldn't justify personally taking him at 10 because he's had, like I said, two back surgeries in the off-season. And I can't remember, I can't remember if it was Paul or Graham so like last week that if you're at 10 and you're, and you're picking someone, ah, top 10 pick, he has to start. And, and I just don't know if we can trust to get him to, to start and, and play a lot of games this year. Okay, um, I think there's still a possibility that he goes l- very late first round. I mean, late late twenties, uh, right down to the, the Buccaneers could could still take him at thirty two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he certainly he's not um, option one or two for uh, cornerback anymore. Okay. Can I interest any of you guys in a defensive lineman day one? At t- number 10, no. At 10, no? No. At 10, no. If I trade no? back, okay. if I, if I trade no. back, then yeah. Okay. Hit me with it, Paul. Trading back, how far down would you go? Teens, 20s? How far are you willing to go to grab that first defensive? Because t- that is a need at the moment. Although corner no, eyes feel no. is a bigger need, just no. as an option. No further than fifteen or sixteen. I'd be happy it would have been between fifteen and sixteen. Okay. That that's the most. Let me just you know, get up. Just, just just to please our boy, our boy Brian. If you're gonna go <clears throat> defensive line, I'd be happy to go down all the way to twenty eight, twenty nine. On a side. That'd be a massive trade. That would be a mass. We would oh, get yeah. a lot. Of- so none of you see Slim McNeil or Barmore as uh, an option at all? Barmore, maybe. McNeil, I've seen going as, uh, in the third round even. So yeah. 
Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean, the the UK, the NFL UK mock that's going on, we just actually, um, Dan Turner, who's who's doing that, he's just picked mm-hmm. him up with the 115th pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what's that? That's fourth fourth round. So I, I don't think he's going to last that long. You know, all all the drafts that I see, he's coming that I'm doing on. I do a couple of drafts a day on the the Pro Football Focus site, and uh, you know, you're not. He's normally there third round. If if you're lucky, he's still there at the third round. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he's likely to go. Yeah. So uh, so. I, I'm just looking at all the all the the comments and that, and I think uh, they do all have a good point. Like, preferably, like if you were to give me the option, if I was to trade back, it would be for a specific player. When my first option would not be defensive lineman, it would be more so if if like so JC Horn was available at fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Then yeah, I would definitely take that. Um, but it's like what Brian kind of said. Um, there is some there, there, there is good defensive linemen, but they're not. I wouldn't put them in the top fifteen. If you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm just try, trying to say right because uh, I mean everybody's quite happy with the fact of the Gerald McCoy. Yeah, that Gerald yeah. McCoy last year, everyone was like, "Oh wow." Bear in mind that who is who Barmore is. He is Gerald McCoy. I've got him as that. I know what people are saying, and I agree. I'm just trying to say that it could be an option if you wanted to, to have uh, Barmo. I mean, some places even have him as a first rounder because the guy is extremely flexible. Um, and he's really a pass rusher from the inside. Honestly, mate, I honestly really don't know. As, as long as we don't make an R source styles in the draft, that's why I, I like <laughs> I, you know, yeah. like if we end up do, like I know we keep talking about going talking pets in it, but if we end up do picking him, God I'll be like, oh fuck. Because ideally ideally we should be going defence like regardless. It should be cornerback. It should be going for the, the need more than anything. Mm-hmm. Now, for, either either at ten or trading back, whatever it, we should be going for what we actually need rather than best player available. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I still say that um, cornerback is still a bigger need than defensive line, and defensive line, mm-hmm. I it, like at the top is a little flaky. There there are options there, but the the, the mid tier guys is there are a lot, and that's the same with edge too. The, the defensive ends at the top aren't great, but in the middle, they are spicy. Um, you you feel like you can get some good some good guys there. Um, I mean, but, I, I okay. Think... You. The the other thing well, to think is that we've we've picked up from McCarthy's press conference last week. We're not, yeah. you know, when we took on um, uh, Quinn, we all thought we were going back to four three. From the yeah. sounds of things, we're not. We're still going to be this hybrid four-three-four. So you need guys that are flexible that can play the five-technique defensive end, kick inside to a three-technique tackle, a, a, an edge linebacker who can put his hand on the ground, which by all accounts is Terrell Basham that we signed from the Jets, is, and that's somebody that, that, that the Cowboys were looking at in the draft a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and actually, I, I know we keep. I think, 
Sorry, Paul. No, no, on, on your own, Jamie, sorry. I know, I know we keep kind of coming back to it, but I would say, like, we need, um, I would say, what, defense, cornerback, safety, linebacker. So you could probably say, actually, probably, needs on this team is all defense before you even start looking at offense. And there's going to be plenty of options there at 10. As you mm. said, that this is why we can talk about it because the options available to you when you're thinking eight, you know, maybe nine, which means that by the time the Cowboys get there, you have the complete slew of all the defensive prospects there available to you at 10. Your <laughs> options available to you are going to be, uh, you know, you, you've got so many different routes that you can take at that point. Potentially, yeah. I, so anyway, I, I wanted to kind of just raise the, the fact that uh, what Lauren just said, like the Terrell, the Terrell Basham saying, I, I think that's yeah. a really underrated acquisition to the Cowboys. I really do. Very underrated. Like, Hit me with it. What's your scouting report on him then? I think he's, that's like Lauren was just saying, he's got that flexible uh, dynamic about him, which we currently don't have. Really, when you really do think about it, the only player since Crawford have. retired, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. so so th- to me, this is a, a not a, a very very expensive replacement, but at least we know that he has a workhorse, and that's what I do like about him. So I'm actually quite intrigued to see what what we do with him more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but I think his production, like when he is on the field, like he it gives it, it gives it his all. Like that's exactly what you want. But uh, but it really comes to, down to are we going to be sticking to this three four hybrid? But if so, then at least we've got someone that can actually adjust rather than trying to get players who have been predominantly like a like a five tech and telling them to move like more heads up position, which is a lot more difficult, or move yeah. further inside depending on what the strength side of the the uh, the, the offense are. You know what I mean? So there's there's all these mm-hmm. different aspects you need to think about. And I know, I know this is a little bit off, but I apologise. But I come up and think we thought about how much. So I mean, like I say, just kind of throw it in there. But all I mean is, what would you be more? What would you be more pissed off about if if Pitts was there and Sten was there at ten, but the Cowboys went Pitts, or if Pitts was there and Sewell was there at ten? And they went pits. Which one would piss you off more? Uh, if if if, if Sue Slater and Pitts are there at ten, by God, I would be taking Sue with a pinch of uh, in a heart heartbeat. Because Brian just raised and I saw Graham raising his hands up in celebration in that comment. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if? <laughs> Tyron Smith does not last the whole seventeen games. Who were they? Like, like even you could still push like a Slater inside potentially. Who knows? There's like the like offensive linemen have to be flexible as well. Like, like take like like I know this is a bad example, but and, and I know Robbie bashing him is Connor Williams. He played mostly tackle in his college career, but he's been moved into guard. So and same with Lyle Collins, he played guard most of the time. Now he's been pushed it to tackle. So there, there's that flexibility as well. So it would not surprise me if one of those guys were in the top ten, Slater or so. I would I would take one of them. But so he, here's my only issue, and I let Graham 
take over in a minute. My only issue is, is are you really at that point going to let ev- all those players that would have been available to you and defensive yes. players too, you're going to let all them slip to take a backup tackle? Because bear in mind, right? No, if you're going to take no, tackle. No, not a backup tackle. You, what, you are. So you mean to tell me Sewell's better than Tyron Smith? I'm not saying that. I'm saying... Per- so then you're can- taking a backup tackle? No, 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 no. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Go on. I know I am. What I'm saying is the flexibility. You could push Slater inside or Sue inside. I, I was, what was, that's my argument. Lyle Collins was a tackle and uh, it was a tackle playing for us now, but he was playing guard at college. Same with Corner Williams. He was playing tackle, moved inside. That, that, that's so then- the point of- that's the point I'm trying yeah, to make. But then you're taking an inside offensive lineman at 10. All offensive linemen are flexible, Mike. They have to be. I can get you an inside offensive lineman in day, just the end of day two. Best example, Zach Martin played tackle this season and played fantastic. I'm not on about the flexibility. I'm just on about the position, especially offensive tackle. That is insanely deep. Insane. Like I would go as far to say that 15 offensive tackles are going to go in the first hundred picks. Could, that could many. You not move him to to not move them. So out to to right tackle and move. When he's inside, because Collins when he's played inside, is excelled pretty well. I, I, I liked when Collins moved inside. It, 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 for me, it's not that he's, he's a bad on the outside because he's not. I, mean, he's, I think when it was more when we were not sure on the inside and he moved in, he, he showed up that inside a lot more for me and gave me more confidence than having him out on the right side and lugging the middle. If, so I, I get what you mean to say, but if rather than moving Sewell inside, you'd not rather put outside and Collins in just is a base is Collins in it yeah and I mean as far as what all the reports are coming in um we're Collins is, is getting back to normal yes we'll get the Graham get the Graham go on Graham <laughs> well, okay but my my take on offensive tackle is that um at ten, my my first option, I think, has always been trade down, maximize mm-hmm. maximize the top sure. ten pick. It's yeah, I yeah. think it's always been that. I may be wrong. I may have been screaming for a tackle at ten. Don't even pick up the phone. <laughs> my my case for offensive tackle uh, at ten, would it would be my second choice. I have to admit, it would be my second choice. Yeah. When Tyron Smith goes down, not if. When, because the guy hasn't played 16 games for five years, he played two games last year. I mean, let's face it, even I look good in the gym. You know, I, I don't have I don't have defensive ends running full pelt at me in the gym either. You know, and, and I'm not I'm not being cheeky. I'm just I'm just saying it's 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 all good press coming out from the gym. They're working hard. I I, I think it's brilliant that they're back to full strength. But when it's go time. In the autumn, in the, in the winter, Tyron Smith will not give you 16 games in a row. He, he simply will. The stats are there. He simply will not do it. Um, we talk all the time about uh, 
I mean, just just for instance, last year, we had the Packers take a, a quarterback in the first round. Didn't see the field last year. They guaranteed they got they got a certain amount of heat for it, but we're going to need a replacement for for Tyron Smith at some point. Yeah, we are. We're going to need it. So yeah, totally there's, ev- there's every chance that Sewell, Slater, whoever comes in and starts at left guard, because I'm not convinced with Connor Williams. I'm not convinced with Connor McGovern. They simply haven't earned the starting jersey for me. And if if you want to throw the best ten guys in for the mix and see who rises to the top, there's every chance Sewell Slater is one of those five guys. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree. If you can if you can trade back, there's there's the the Notre Dame tackle in the second round. If if you're trading back five five picks or so, you're bound to pick up a second rounder. So you'll have you'll end up with two two second rounders to play with. You can go defense with one. You can pick up an offensive tackle. As as Mike says, there's probably going to be about fifteen offensive tackles taken in the first hundred picks. Mm-hmm. Now. Second, you know, as we've just said, if you're if you're picking somebody in the first round, you expect them to start, particularly if you're taking them high. Um, you know, the pressure there is that yes, you've got to kick Connor Williams out to get your best five on the field. Probably, Connor Williams has stated that you know he's he's coming in again. This is all the the preseason hype and everything. He's coming in in his best shape. You know, aspirations of the Pro Bowl this year and everything like that, but we haven't seen it in the three. Connor years Warriors before. Pro Bowl? Are you? Is he high? Well, <laughs> that's what he's. That's what he's saying. That's what he set his sights on this year. Is that he's obviously it's a contract year for him. Um, you know, so he either make you know he's got to prove himself here to get another second contract or. He's got to put himself. He's got to get the tape up so that somebody's going to pick him up next year for some big money, again with the the increased caps next year. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 That's, that that last comment about Lon, and then that's that's what worries me about contract years. Like you say, now he's coming out and saying, blah 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 blah. blah. Now are we going to get? Um, are we going to get an outstanding season where it kind of? Pushes the forces the Cowboys to re-sign him for a big deal because like well, he sees his potential, and then he's going to get that big deal and just absolutely flake out. Why do these players play contract year but don't want to play rest of the time? It does. It does happen. It is mm. one of the things. But, but uh, to your, to, to to your point, Mike, I I totally agree with you that defensive tackle is a high need. Problem is there isn't one there, so we're we're kind Not of scrambling. In on day one, yeah. So we're kind of scrambling about looking at different options where, I mean, if if there was a defensive tackle who deserved to be in a top 10 pick and we needed them, it's a slam dunk. Mm. But there isn't the guy there, if you know what I mean, that comes in and plays straight from the start. So this is where this is where the conversation's coming from. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were going to go need versus um, talent, it's a, it's a cornerback. Mm. It's definitely a cornerback. Yeah, I'm still but... there in terms of cornerback. Yeah, it is yeah. Day, day one. Yeah, but I, and I still think that offensive tackle. I'm taking off the board purely in the terms of depth. And you know, just like Lone said, uh, Noah Dane 
uh, offensive tackle, uh, Lee Meikenberg, uh, and tested off the charts, there's a guy you can get in day three and is just as good. Bear in mind, Eichenberg is on was on the um, on the Notre Dame offensive line that was voted the best offensive line this year. They won the award for it, and he was part of that. I think another part of it is that our kind of our kind of slam dunks on the offensive line have been first round picks, and our question yeah. marks have been second and third. Slam dunk on Deep. the beard. On Smith, yeah. on Col- uh, well, obviously Collins was a first-round talent. Yeah. On, uh, do you get what I mean? Whereas, like, when we've when we've left it to the later rounds, they haven't, in my opinion, they haven't hit on it, and I think that plays into the Cowboys fans' mind as well. If you go first round, it's pretty much a slam dunk because we know how to pick them. The they do. They do always take risks. They they they've we, been known we've to had, always take. We've risks. had busts picking offensive linemen before, though. I mean, Jacob Rogers was a first rounder yeah. back in. What, was that Parcells year or was that? Um, oh God, never the Campo. <laughs> you know, and he just he just had no interest in being hit at all. He he was actually he turned out to be quite a soft guy. Um, yeah. You know, it didn't didn't the, the attitude at all to play offensive line in the big in the big leagues. And I mean, don't forget that we're all talking about this. That you've got Lyle Collins, right? Who play? Who who is our right tackle at the moment? You got Can him in an undrafted free agent. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think, yes, I totally agree you need to protect yourselves. Yes, we do have at the moment a, a guy that we've got in free agency to play swing uh, tackle in Neshki. But, yes, I do think they still need to draft an offensive tackle to protect themselves. But I'm not taking a guy for the, yeah, okay, it's the, the if and the when with Tyron Smith. But you're not going to be taking that guy at 10 to take Smith's place because Smith is too good as a tackle. Uh, I want a guy uh, that's going to help me to uh, win games in the regular season. I'll try and stay measured and I will agree on you that point, Mike, when you cross-reference it with who's coming in free agency. To yeah. my knowledge, we haven't signed a single corner. Mm-mm. And when you consider you could get you. we could get Sartain, we could get yep. JC Horn, who is Horn. rocketing up the draft boards. Mm. It's hard to argue against that. When yeah. we, we ha- I mean, when we did the last mock, I, I I still can't believe we haven't brought in a corner. I, mm. I mean see when you consider how bad our corner our, our secondary was last season. It's only got worse. <laughs> you know, it's not been upgraded. If anything, it's yeah. downgraded because Cheeto's away. So that's a bit scary. I, you you yeah. need the cor- corners are big. Where I def- defensive back because I well, still think that safety's not off the table. Mm. That's still there. With, yeah, uh, I, th- I think. I think we'll be looking at safety in the on day two. I think Richie Grant, uh, Elijah Molden, um, or Darius Washington, maybe even. Um, I think they're guys you got to think about. Richie Grant, 
Mike saw me on Michigan a few weeks ago and like I mean like here's the other side of the coin, right? Let's look at day two for you guys, right? So the second and third round options, right? Let's say for argument's sakes, we don't go down the road uh, of taking a corner and they end up taking, I don't know, Micah Parsons or Jeremiah Usakuramura because that's who they've decided to take. They're saying with Parsons, they're happy with the um, the attitude problems and all the rest of it. They're happy with that and they're going to stick with this character guy. And you go, okay, great. I can see what you're doing. I'm not going to argue against that pick. Now you're into day two and we've still got a corner issue. My guys still, even now, that if they didn't take a corner early, Eric Stokes, for me, is ticking boxes up and down and even after all, not just the take, but after all, you know, the testing as well. But go on, Gray, I know you've you've got one there for me. Before you finish your question, do you mm. think that Mike McCarthy's press conference and that we're going to possibly stay with the hybrid, do you think that moves Michael Parsons up our board? Oh. Because he's because of the Swiss Army knife element. Yep. My only issue with Parsons is that he 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 is really good. <laughs> like <laughs> we did the highlight video on him, and the guy yeah. is an athletic machine. He's a monster. My only issue is is that I think that if they were gonna use him, I can't see them using him as a thumper more as a Sam linebacker. That's just how I yeah. see them or I can't be taking a Sam linebacker at it's, 10. It's high. It's high. It's That's high to take a Sam. I was going to say that. You're saying if, if, like, if Michael Patterns was pushed forward, I'd be happy to go back for him. The knock on Parsons is he's not very good in run support. Yeah. He, he, he's great as a. He's great. He can match up against guys like pets or whatever that you want uh, or slot corners or anything like that so you don't yeah, necessarily yeah. you don't necessarily need to take somebody off the off the field to mm-hmm. to substitute uh, the defense but you know it, it, when it comes to run, running the ball it, you know that that clip that Paul showed last year of JLF not knowing what the hell to do I think you'd see a lot more clips like that with uh, Parsons yeah, I mean that's what he is good at, you know the the the, the um, clog and cover, you know, and it, you you see a lot with linebackers, uh, and you hear this statement a lot with linebackers. It's uh, slow until you know, and you see that with linebackers a lot. So it's all about staying square to the line and shuffling your feet and just waiting to see what happens. And Micah Parsons does do that. Funnily enough, there's another linebacker who um, I was quite high on last year till he got injured. And he was a guy that absolutely slow till you know, absolutely filled that perfectly. Uh, and Parsons does do that. But I think for some reason, when it comes to in run support, that he'll do the slow until you know. And then he just seems to just lack that final piece to click it all together. So I do agree with you there. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean... So I, not, I don't even want to talk about the other linebacker. He broke my heart this year. So he's not an Isaiah Simmons. He's oh, not definitely a, not. No, he's no. not a chuck in anywhere. No, 
No, you, it, it, what you've got to do with Parsons, I think, is that if you're going to draft any team, not just the Cowboys, you need to have a plan for him. You really mm. need to sit there and go, what's our plan for him? And not just uh, with his character issues and all the rest of it, but as a player, you need to really sit down and go, this is how we're going to use him. Because if you use him wrong, it's going to absolutely burn you. Especially at 10. Um, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? You know, and and we'd be using him as a Sam, and I just can't get on board with the idea of taking a Sam linebacker at ten. Yep, absolutely. So let's look at some other options, though. Um, at let me just move some, shuffle some stuff around because I've got things going on here. So, what what would be your ideal way? Forget about what's happening in round one. Round two. What would be your ideal in round two? What would be the best options there? More Position wise. Just more defense. We go in double defense. <laughs> yeah. Is there any chance Barmore's there? He would be there. Yeah. Just it was just hard to argue with that. Just try to walk on what Graham said there and say depending on if we say just finish, if we went corner in yeah. round one, then what about um, a, a level wood or a, a Cosme? And yeah, well, Cosme will be there, and, and you see, Leatherwood, like Leatherwood is well. another good guy. And, and what's funny is taking offensive tackle in day two because you can like shuffle these guys around. I'm totally on board with. I just I'm struggling to to. Come to terms here of taking one, um, to to take an offensive tackle at ten because of where you're going to be leaving him. Leatherwood, Cosme, all guys, uh, and Cosme. You know, there's a guy that just needs to have some development time. So a perfect time to do it. Um, Other options. But, are you looking at a, a Greg Newsom if you don't mm, go corner first round? There's or... another great guy. Uh, yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. Possibly. Yeah, I like Asante. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about him in our group chat this week. Yep. Um, yep. Barmo, <laughs> uh, would, <laughs> would, if you're always talking BPA, would wide receiver be on the table or is wide receiver still completely <sighs> out? Again, it all depends on Gallup, doesn't it? It all depends. <laughs> is somebody going to give us draft capital? Or we're going to get him locked up. That's the, that's the two questions I need answered first. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be perfectly. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I find this is the first year, first year in a long time. I have no idea what direction what we're going to do, given what's going on with the team. Like you, like you just said, there, Graham. There's the Michael Gallup situation. There's our defense situation. There's the Tyron Smith scenario. There's just where are we going to go? I am at the point where. I'm just like, as long as we, as long as we like cater our needs, I'll be happy. You know. But are you? Are you? Do you still think, regardless of what we've done in free agency, do you still think linebacker is a, a very sneaky need? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. For numbers wise, definitely. Like, we only had five linebackers in the actual uh, main fifty-three man roster last season. Yeah. So what if we was to flip it, right? Let's say we take so we've gone the, the the linebacker and then in the next round it would definitely have to be corner. So would it not be flipped the other way around that if we'd say we took Patrick Satane or JC Horn 
in the first. Does it not flip the other way then that um, if we take in corner in, in the first linebacker second, in the second, because there's some absolutely awesome linebacker options in the second round. I, I, I was just going to say that I was going to throw another name in just before you brought that, that question Hit up. And, with it. Because it seems to be a tweener from late first, early second. So it, it probably take a trade up in the second. But what about Zayvon Collins from Tulsa? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sold on Zayvon Collins. <laughs> what about... Not my if issue. We're, if we're going to... Sorry, mate. Go on, go on. No, you go. What if, what if, if, we're, if we're talking about a hybrid still? What about a Jabril Cox from LSU? But that was the guy playing? I was going to start talking about. Jabril Cox in the second is an ideal role. And not Versatile. just the style of player that he is, the way he came up. I mean, this is yep. a guy that, had yep. to, that came up the hard way <laughs> to play linebacker oh, yeah. at LSU. And bear in mind that on the LSU defense, he ended up being one of their star players. But one of the things, one one of the things about Cox, and I see it's coming up here. Both um, Brodus and uh, Dane Brugler have said that you know they're not they're not sold on them, and I mean, you know that Brodus is a LSU homer a lot of the time. Yeah, you know he's seen all of them. He he just feels that picking them at forty four is too high. Picking them in the second in the third round is a is a more likely opportunity. Uh, you know, he he thinks anybody who picks him in the second round is likely to be reaching for that. But I can see what up. they're saying. I can see yeah. what they're saying because there are questions with Jabril Cox's game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you've got other options available, really, to you, which I think you'd have to trade up to get. But the likes of Ohio State's Baron Browning, and yeah. that guy has been testing really well too. <laughs> Just to back on what Lauren was saying, um, Daniel Jeremiah has him, has him sliding as well. Uh, who's that oh. now? Baron Brown in? He's in. He's, in. Oh, he's decided to join in. He's t- yeah, yeah. But here's another one where people are people are ignoring as well that I think you need to pay attention to because you can never have enough of them as pass rushers. And I think really into into the third round, so on day two, pass rusher becomes completely available to you. Just remember as well, we said... Say that again, Jay. Just say, uh, yeah, just say would, would you throw a Nick Bolton in there or would it be rich where we are in the second? Uh, so what, in the second, Nick Bolton? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you where I have it. Too rich. Because on CBS, he's ranked 50 overall. Would you say maybe it's a little bit rich there in the second? Trying to go through. Like, for me, I think the third round. Nick Bolton in the second. Yeah, actually, I would. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. I'm going to say that. Sorry. I can't even remember what I was going to say, though. <laughs> I just wonder well, if I Brian, like, Brian coming to get it, something off his chest yeah he's joined him <laughs> after seeing the comments coming in so he's got something he wants to say <laughs> I love it what's the issue no, then Brian, Brian? no I've, 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 I've just joined in, I've just joined in because I've, I've I've been watching for an hour and Mike oh 
Say that again. We lost. We lost you with Mike. Wants to do. We don't even know what you just said there because you just completely <laughs> yeah. frozen out. You cut out. You keep cutting out. You keep cutting yeah. out. <laughs> I said I've I've watched I've watched for an hour. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Brian. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> So, so we, he's joined in because he's watched for an hour. No, <laughs> so I've watched. I've, I've watched. Oh no, no, for an hour, no, 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 <laughs> gone. Oh no! But the, you, the, the one of the guys we was talking about as day one was sl- slim. Oh, wait, wait, what? No, the hell? no. What the hell no. are you doing, mate? I'm not doing you? it. I'm not touching anything. Jamie will relate I didn't to this touch, one. There was I a, touched nada. This was, was not video, me. Anyway. Let, go on. There was a video put up on Twitter this afternoon, and it's um, three English guys on, on it was some kind of streaming service, and one of them is tearing into, um, well, who's the Man United centre-back that plays for England? Oh, Aaron McGuire. They were tearing into Maguire and he pops up with a winner against Poland literally as they're tearing them to shreds. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, it, it, for, for day two, we talked about him because nose tackle or, or um, a one tech is a big need for the Cowboys, especially a run stuffer. And we talked about him in the, in the first round. In the second round, are you taking Slim McNeil or are you still waiting another round for that sort of guy? I, I, again, I think he he'll still be there in the third round. Um, you still think he'll be there? I I do. I I think he'll still be there. I, again, as I say, all the mock drafts I've been doing, and I've you can now you can now sort of focus them so that you're going more by the 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 PFF rankings and everything like. So mm-hmm. you're not just going by any randomness or anything like that. The more yeah. and more I see he is there in the third round for us. Now, admittedly, I've probably he's probably there the top of the third round, and I've probably picked him up because I've picked up extra picks from trading back from ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why I'm happy with the idea of taking JC Horn because if I'm doing that. I'm doing that to get the extra pick in the second to go up, to, to corral picks to go back up. And that is the yeah. way I'd be doing it. And then in my in the third round, that's where I'm looking at my defensive line, be it defensive tackle or edge. Because I think defensive end is still a need that people aren't talking about. When we, when we talk about defensive end, it's almost like I think we'd all love to see Randy oh. Gregory play 16 games. I have a number one. I want I remember what I wanted to say now. Brandy and me. Yes. Why? What, like, like, oh, Who's that? <laughs> dra- drafted him last year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I did try to get out of people what the issue was with him, and nobody can actually say. They're just saying that he needed more... Um, he just needed more development. Well, so that means so, I so, don't know. So again, that this could be a season where he actually makes his homecoming run on the field. Who knows? But obviously, I, I mean, like I'm still 
like when it comes to defensive end and pass rushes, you can just never have enough of them. It doesn't matter. Rotational, get them in there. And I just think that still it's an option that the Cowboys need to be looking at, especially into day, th- uh, day three, into yeah. round three, where they still even have uh, a number of those compensation picks that they can use. Whether yeah, they decide yeah. to use that to get more players or to use it in a trade to go up, really uh, into round three is an option in both circumstances I quite like. Can, uh, can I just say, like, when you said about round three, I'm... I'm going to blame you for this, Mike. Just round three, uh, Richie, Richie Grant all the way. It, that's where it's going to be. It, I think Richie it, Grant won't be there in round three. I think. I think uh, you'll, you'll be done. You'll be done. Yeah. Top, top, top fifty, I think. Mm. I mean, you do have other options, mind you, have free safety if you want that centre feeler. Because one mm. of the guys that that a lot of people are completely sleeping on that you can use as an option is Jamin Holland from Oregon. People aren't talking about him. And I actually have him as a, a one of those fringe uh, second, third round guys. And he can be available if Richie's gone. Yeah. I mean, this conversation is so wide open because no, no position has been shut down on the defence. It's not, mm. there's not one position where we can go, no, that's us, we're done. Forget about it. We're good to go. Oh, corner, corner back wins. Corner back wins. It's definitely taken by Diggs. That's about it. I mean, I mean, it, to my knowledge, we've we've kind of we've kind of improved it with Neil and um, uh, I mean, we needed we needed a body and we got Kazee in. Um, but to my knowledge, there's not been any. Improvement on the defensive line, uh, on the defensive line, the secondary, across the linebacker core. You could argue Basham, Basham. I, 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 mean, I honestly do. I think Basham is a great coup. I really do. Just, I think. Just look at like, just, 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 just because of, he's, he's not really as known, but like Lawrence <clears> said, we were looking to draft him a couple of years ago, and and somehow we still we've just managed to get him now. So hopefully we can actually use him, like. The way the way we wanted to use them, you know. So, but yeah, I'm actually really happy about that one. 65 percent of snaps, and it's just under three million dollars we've paid for them. So it's not it's not pocket it's change. Not, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a decent and for us, that's a decent amount of money spent in free agency. So that's why it's but that's why it's so wide open because we all know what our defense was like last year, and there's been so we shall we say limited. Improvement in free agency, so um, there's every chance like 75 up 75 percent upwards could of the picks could be defense. But here's one for you, Lon. What about day three? Right, we miss on Richie Grant. Um, people are sleeping on Javon Holland, they decided it's not a guy. What about a guy that gets talked about? There's two guys. I'll start off with the first one is uh, Hamza Nazrul Dean, and I quite like this guy from Florida State. Would you say that that guy is an option in day in round three, or is he an option at the beginning of day three? I think again, I think he has been available in the third round again when I've when I've been doing my mocks and everything like that. Um, yeah. Again, I'm I'm quite high on him as well. I, 
Me you too. know, I've got, I've got him in sort of late late second, early third. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite I'd, I'd be quite happy with that pick if we got him. The other guy, um, and I can't remember his name properly, is um, uh, Johnson. Right. Is yes. Yeah. Safety as well. I could see us taking him. I, again, he's probably maybe later third round, I think. But again, he's got he seems to have quite a good upside as well for the the sort of safety position. Um, just trying to go through my lists to find out where I got um because you, you see, uh, the guy I'm higher on than the most. Um, I know who you're on about is uh Jamar Johnson. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is good. But the guy, because he, he's right on my list, he's right behind Richie Grant. But a guy that is also there, available, I think it's, I'm not sure where to put the put him. I kind of bounce between like a late second round, early third round guy is uh, Ifatai Melifonwu, um, who's another guy that I think could be available. And Although he plays corner, I think that that's a guy, because he's so long and rangy, that you can use, I think they could use him. You know, like how we did with Byron yeah. Jones, where they pushed him out. I think he could be used in that sense. Um, but let me get from you guys. Uh, right, let's start off with the first round. And I'll go round to try and get a collective from you all of what you want to do. And then we'll move into the second and then the third. In the first round, what's everybody taking? I'll start with you, Paul. No trade. Like I'm doing the trade or no trade? It's entirely up to you. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I honestly don't know, mate. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, okay, great. You hit me with it. What are you doing? Me personally, I'm I'm yeah. waiting for the phone to ring. Uh-huh. Um I'm hoping to fall to the mid teens, maybe the late teens, and hope that um JC Horn is still there. Um that would be a dream, that, that, that would be a dream scenario, Graham. That would be a good one. It's but, just I'd yeah. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw your pal uh, Paul. He, he made a comment that you can't trade down hoping for the one player because yeah. you don't know, you don't know who's where on other boards. So it's got to be true. a collective. And I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't worked out who my three guys would be. I think to trade down, you need at least three guys that you'd love to have. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't worked out who the other two would be. Because for me, it's it's an offensive tackle, a cornerback, or nothing else in the first round for me. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I, I I I would I would be looking to trade down. If not, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to say offensive tackle. Um, okay. Because right. I, 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 we've spent 160 million dollars on Dak Prescott. We missed them for most of the season. You have to look after your strengths. The Cowboys are an offensive team. And when I keep, I'll keep saying it. When Tyron Smith goes down, you need options because the likelihood is you're going to need an, another option in December when it's crunch time, when we're playing NFC East games. So I want to go full pelt on offense this year. I want to be Team Forty Burger, and I want to make sure that Dak Prescott is there for the entire season. Okay, uh, Lone, what are you doing in round one? 
I think I I would again again I would probably trade down three yeah. four spots maybe. Um, again, I'd be hoping that I could get Sertan or JC Horn. Um, and then with the se- with the second round picks, and you know, there's potential you could move back up into the first round. Uh-huh. Uh, you, yeah, there is. Up, um, you know. So, I, and again, if you, if you trade down, and again, whoever it is is gone off the board, trade down again and pick up some more picks and move around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, no, that's cool. I mean, Jamie, uh, and we'll come back to the double trade down in a moment. Who are you taking in round one? Who's your guy or what are you doing, mate? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw just a few options just because of how Graham explained this. So if, I know I've been on the on the Kyle Pitts board, but, and that's on for the fact that, it, on what I mean by that is I see Paul's face. I'm thinking more so if, if he's there, I, I think the Cowboys would find it hard to pass him. But stay at 10... But I also I would entertain a trade back, and I would tr- I would be willing to trade back for just on um, Rashawn Slater or mm-hmm. Ojoari. I do like Ojoari. Get his name right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I am a fan of Ojoari, and I. I I've been quite well, vocal about that. Those would be but, well, hold on, hold on, mate. So, I, I, when you said I, I'm not entirely too sure what I want to do, like it's pretty much what all the guys are kind of saying. Like, if, if Satan's there at ten, I, I wouldn't be mad if we picked him. I wouldn't be mad if we picked offensive tackle. I wouldn't be mad about that. I just, as long as we don't do anything stupid, really. And when it comes to the a sensible, the, strong pick. Ah, one we actually need rather than just say, "Oh, best player available." He's going to be the expert. Like, here's like, and I'm going to go off a wee bit of a tangent here. Like, say we do draft Kyle Pitts, right? When is he ever going to catch the ball when you've got Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup? Like, I think that you, I think you, you, like the expectation level for a for that type of tight end is going to be ridiculous. You would you expect him to get a 2,000-yard season or some sh- something ridiculous, you know what I mean? But anyway, but that's besides my point. But anyway, but when it comes to uh, number 10, I'm more in favour of trading back in, in all honesty because the other point is is like, we don't, well, it's not much of a, it's not a big massive hit in the cap, but we're, we're, we're actually are still going to be saving money if we do a trade down and the idea of a double trade down, actually, I'm, I'm in support of that as well. Like, it may be a long night for us, like, if we are trading back and back and back, but it means we've got more free mm. way to go about what mm. we can do to accommodate those needs and uh, get particular players that we actually want. So, it's, again... It does kind of sum up. I have, I really don't have a clue what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, you know what? <laughs> a few, a few of you have mentioned his name. Um, in a feedback, would would anybody be happy to take Jason on at ten? I wouldn't be mad. It, it, yeah, if if it happened, it happened. Like it, 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 let's it, say in that particular scenario, say Denver, right? Although they've taken a, a cornerback in free agency, they still yeah. have. Uh, well, he's an aging cornerback. They still have nothing beyond that. So let's say they take Satang at nine 
And yeah. now you, as the Cowboys, you're thinking, right, well, we're back down the options again. We've spoken about the Parsons options mm. uh, and oh, the reasons oh. why it's good and also bad to take him. Um, so you could turn around because uh, Farley, what are people doing with that? That yeah, you could turn around and go, well, let's not trade back because we could lose our cornerback here. Let's take yeah. Horn now. Yeah. Then I can see a scenario why, and I can see the reasons behind why they would do that. Because yeah, you, yeah. you, you could also obviously think about the fact that although we're so high, the, although the phone will probably go, we might not get what we want to be able to move back. So I say, so rather than risk losing him, um. No, I can see if if there's a scenario for a reason why. If it's because it's just that that Horn is their guy and that that, Mm. that was the reason why, I'd have to look into those reasons why. But say Satang went to the Broncos uh, at nine and that that was the option there and that would be their reason behind it, then I'd be like, I can understand why. Mm. You'd be like, okay, that makes perfect sense. I wouldn't be mad if he did pick Horn. I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, I'd be like, if that's oh, the right. guy, that's the guy. Yeah, I mean, at least it, it addresses the need. Yeah, but, that too. I mean, I, I can see why Brian would be mad about it because we could probably maybe get him a couple of places back. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But nothing's guaranteed in the draft. There's a gamble where some team might actually trade up to go and get Horn, for example. Yeah. Just look yeah, yeah, they, they, might, they might trade up, so in a way, like, and when you compare it in terms of the like, top 20 players and all that type of stuff, but then again, not, not many people gave other certain players in the top 20 and they're balling out right now. Like, for example, like, wasn't like TJ what was he no drafted outside the top 20? Like, TJ Watt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, he was drafted after tackle, and mm. tackle was what twenty. Mm. I want to say twenty four, twenty uh, seventh or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, just just use that scenario as well. I'll just said down. Look at a couple of years ago, how badly we needed safety. And James kept on falling and kept on falling, and it got to the point where it's like he's going to drop. It. And the charges took him to pick the borrows. It's like, and then you risk, like I say, you, you risk losing, and then you have to kind of go for your backup, don't you? So, it's, like I said, it's given, is it? And what's funny is we're we're talking, we're talking about like our options here at number ten, like this, just the same as all the other teams. I like that you can guarantee the 49ers right now going Zach Wilson. You know, Justin Fields, uh, and well, it's the same conversations that-, that everybody's having right now. Even last year, you could even argue about the whole fact why uh, C.D. Lamb fell down to us as well. Like, like you would have thought, like, so the Raiders would have picked Lamb over Rugs, for example, or uh, who was the other Jerry one? Judy. Jerry yeah. Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry, Jerry Judy for the Broncos. So, the, 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 yeah, just we mentioned the names there. I just I love, yeah. love the fact because you always like laughing a draft, don't you? And, on that the Niners are moving up for a quarterback. You don't give up that to to not to, but how awesome would it be if, if they if the draft went that far and took it? And it's like you've given away all that for, for a Titan. <laughs> see, at the same time, at like, same time, I can I can actually laugh at all of us in general because we're not the ones that's actually scouting these players. We're not actually yeah. at these pro days <laughs> looking close at hand. We're just taking on video footage and based on media. What they're telling us and scouting reports 
of summaries. We're not actually getting what we personally think of that player from our open mind. So, like Mike McCarthy and a Dan Quinn, maybe going to all these different pro days and stuff like that, and they may actually see someone else's, you know, even thought be thinking about. Who knows? Do you know, do you know, do you know what the perfect thing for that is? Is you, you just Frederick a couple years ago, pretty much all the teams bar about three had Travis Frederick as a third round prospect. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and everybody slagged the Cowboys after taking him and the Cowboys from out and said, we, we got wind that there were a couple of teams that were willing to come up and get him the way we had to take him. Because I remember because we were all in short, it's like, Travis, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. There you, 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 you watched them and he ended up being one of the best players we've ever had playing in an offensive line. The 49ers trade kind of reminds me, do you remember that time that the Eagles went up to two and they effectively oh. didn't know who they were going to get? That's yeah, what the yeah. 49ers trade reminds me of. It's like, well, if you take golf, we'll have Wentz, and if you take Wentz, we'll have golf. It's <laughs> all, it's 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 pretty expensive. It's a pretty expensive thing to do when you're waiting on somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we'll we'll take we'll take golf then. But they've given up so, so that- much capital to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's one though, right? Give me who you would take in day two. I'll give you my guy that I'm going off the premise uh, of how I'm picking. So they've taken, um, in my particular uh, way that I've done it, is they've taken cornerback because it, it is just a glaring need. It's a huge issue, not just in terms of talent, but just bodies that they need corner. So they're taking corner. So my second round guy. That I'm looking at, I'm thinking safety. So I'm going Trayvon Morig or, yeah, Trayvon Morig or uh, Richie Grant. But what are you guys going down? Who's your second round guy that you would want them to take? And I'll I'll start off with Graham. Well, if we've gone, if we've gone corner in the first However round, you want, however you've done it in your head. Right, okay. I... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll play it I'll play it differently. So, I I I don't think I don't think the Cowboys will go tackle. I think that they've 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 ignored cornerback in free agency. So mm-hmm. I think they're they're looking at Sutain or Horn. So yeah. let's say let's say they do that. Just mm-hmm. I would say you're looking at maybe a Tevin Jenkins. Okay, or, I like it. Uh, maybe a Nick Bolton, um, okay. Because they've they've they have addressed their, their biggest need um, with a top with a, a with a, a first. So if they're looking to fill holes as well as take the best available, I mean, obviously we we don't know who the, who's going to fall out. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But if they're if they're going to if they if they've got a first round talent available. In the second round, and he plays defense. That'd be really difficult to 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 not take because they've got to go by their own grade. And mm-hmm. the way the way we've looked at defense and free agency, I, I think I'll say it again. I don't think there's been a, a a section of the defense that's been that's been shut down, that's been ticked, that's got a massive green tick next to it. So. I would take whoever my highest-rated defensive player was, or a tackle. I know that. I know that's not very. I know that's not very clear. 
But that's if fine. Somebody, if somebody were to fall out of the first round, that would be hard to ignore. And obviously, we can't do that. We can't like. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a roundabout scenario. But yeah. who are you taking, Lorne, uh, at, at the top of round two with their pick? I think, I think like you, I've I've certainly looked to the safety side of things. Um, yeah, as my first option. Um, I have to say, I think Morig's probably late first. So I, I think, think so might, too. I think he might be off the board. So you're yeah. probably talking Richie Grant, mm-hmm. uh, Molden, and yeah, he, Holland, Holland, or even our Darius Washington. Now, I mean, you, he seems to have split the guys on the draft on the the Cowboys draft show. You got you can uh, see Jeff, why. Yeah. He's, he yeah. seems to be a good cent- he's a good center field player but you yeah. know he's he's small and mm-hmm. that seems to be that you know you can if, if you pop the ball up there an extra two inches or so um but the thing if we if we're talking about Farley the only reason why Morig might drop is that he's experiencing back issues at the moment at his pro yeah. day he had very pedestrian uh, testing for the, the vertical leap, I think it was only. I think he only had a thirty-eight inch vertical leap. Where yeah. a lot of a lot of the um, cornerbacks and safeties are going 42, 41. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even I think somebody's had a 40, 45 inch vertical leap. So I mean, again, you've you've got that issue as well with him. So yes, he may drop. Um, I think safety safety is my first idea. Yeah. Again, as I've told earlier as well, I'd be happy taking a, a, a tackle. And again, I think um, the Eichenberg from uh, Notre yes. Dame would be a good pick. Um, possibly as well. Now he's had injury. He's had injury issues as well. But if you're maybe looking to to shore up the centre of the line and they give have the position flex. Landon Dickerson as well, the centre from mm-hmm. Ohio. He yeah. he was he was a transfer from I want to say it's Florida State. He was a trans- uh, he was a graduate transfer, so he played guard um, initially in his first college, and then went on to obviously come in and play um, centre last year. Yeah, he played um, in Florida and Alabama. Yeah, Florida and Alabama. That's it. Yeah, Florida State. So, sorry, the Seminoles. Florida State. Yeah. So he, he's played. He's played guard, and he's got the he's got the center experience as well. From what from what they're saying, the reason why Joe Looney maintained the starting spot last year when Biadish came back from injury is that Biadish has difficulty with the shotgun snaps at the moment now. Okay, that's a rookie. It's not something Wisconsin ever did because Wisconsin are a pound the pound the football um, yeah, yeah. college team. Maybe this in the off in the off season he's he's working with Dak and working on the shotgun snaps. But that was one of the things was Dalton never knew where he was. You know, it was having to take his eye off his receivers <laughs> half the yeah. time to to find where the ball was coming to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know. Somebody like Dickerson, who has the experience of shotgun snaps and everything like that, provides you that Joe Looney for a lot cheaper than Joe Looney. 
Yeah, um, definitely. So again, that's uh, another possibility. There we go. Um, and then I'll come to Jamie and Paul then for the day, uh, for the round, I keep saying day, round three options. Which which direction would you be going into round four? I'll start with you, Jay. Um, based on what we're saying that, we, you know, we've gone corner, possibly linebacker, uh, and safety positions, all those boxes of tech. What are you doing now in, in, in round three? What are your options? Um, just just before I go to that, can I, can I be a pain in the ass and can I just throw in a, another one for, for round two? Yeah, just go for, on, go for it. Even, I, um, I'm going to go on the potential as well here of, of um, 10. I'm not opposed as well. Like the, 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 the options, the guys are I'm happy. I won't be. A, I won't be pissed going corner back to back and taking in Newsom or in the Sotley Samuel either. Yeah, and, and, and doubling up. Um, for, I, like, I quite like the idea yeah. of back to back corners. It yeah, builds a massive need or mass battle. I wouldn't be. Yeah. So, but yeah, round three. I'm, if I went, if I went back to back, I'm, yeah, maybe safe. Like I say, doubling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the the, the defensive back position. Yeah, like yeah, I say, yeah. just for the facts that I've seen this anyway. But I just think there's maybe a bit more value there mm-hmm. than maybe looking at the the, the defensive line. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'd be doing. It, it say early with my round three picks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know a guy that I keep talking about um, that uh, impressed even at the Senior Bowl and very Fletcher Cox-esque uh, was Marvin Wilson. I still like him as a, as a round three option there. Uh, and it fills that, that one tech nose tackle position. Or, or if you don't address the, the offensive line in round two, and I know we keep talking about him, but what about... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I was even thinking of him like even second round perhaps. Ooh, right. second round is very early for Quinn. But hit no. me with it, Paul. What do you like about Quinn since we brought him up all the way back in the senior bowl? Well, he's a power he's a powerhouse inside an offensive lineman, which is something that we've lacked, especially in the inside. Like mm-hmm. more so more so on the left. Like we're fine with Sack Martin's side. It's just more so in the left guard position. So it's definitely like if we were to, like even third round we, we were to get him, then great. Even better. Yeah. But um, I think that the third you, you could even possibly get him if you take him early enough. Um day three yeah. is where Quinn Miners could be. I think well, that's the sweet well, spot for him. Because you've got to remember well, with well, Quinn is he's very well, underdeveloped. According to PFF, he is rated number 53 overall. Uh, that's a bit rich for me. From the See, PFF. I, I, that's the PFF I, we're talking about, though. Mm, I've seen a couple of... So they know, they, they know more than about than we know. It's so. just about very rich. I, I get the reason why you'd have him high, but you've got to remember he's completely underdeveloped. And the, the, the thing you've got to look at with Quinn is he's only had one year of playing centre, so throwing the ball between his legs and taking snaps. He's only I, done I, it for I, one I, year. I, I, I'm saying playing him as guard. Yeah, as guard, then he's got yeah. less to do. Then I can see where you're going there, yeah. See, I, I think the analysts have said that he won't go around two. I, I get you, Jamie, 
And he's got so, the height for it. He's six three. Yeah, I mean, so and the other thing I was going to say, like, when it comes to like if if he was like for the second round, I I can't support. I support what Lauren and Graham are saying. I I wouldn't be mad if we went safety, but yeah, I want I want to propose something here. Yeah, come on, uh, based on Brian's comment here, it's like they want to take a safety as much as we need to. If, for I us, don't know about that anymore. No, no, no. But listen, this is what I'm proposing, right? For the live show, right? For the live show, if we end up taking a safety in the second round, we need to drink a shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. We need to drink a shot. If just to, and just drop to... drop a thirty on the curb. <laughs> Run outside, bullet naked. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is when we're not live. That those things <laughs> happen. <laughs> but right then, listen, guys, because we babbled on long enough and everybody's having some great opinions, awesome amount of comments again, guys. Uh, the influx was absolutely amazing. Um, DJ Dog, as always, hitting it with uh, some more interesting takes as well. Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech is another great yeah, guy a lot, a lot as well. Of small schools are producing some good players there. If, uh... Three, four, fifth round. You know what I mean, that can really, help. maybe not as a, as a star, but like you say, special teams are, are coming in for snaps here and there. So there's there's some good talent to be happening in late rounds. But what 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 you always look at is no matter what is, I think the big um, uh, thing you see a lot of people all saying is it's all running the same thing. A lot of people are always saying whatever round we're talking about, people are going. Defensive tackle, cornerback, safety linebacker. You're not seeing many offensive um, comments there. But thanks again, everyone, guys. But before we go anywhere, we'll do the usual talking, paying bills and all the rest of it. So first of all, uh, Cowboys experience, guys. If you're going to go to a game this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys experience. They've got game day tickets, stadium tours and tailgate parties. You won't want to miss. And as always, as we say, if you go to one, make sure you tag us in it and it goes straight to the top of our uh, social media across all the platforms. And as we say, guys, use the booking code UK Cowboys because you get free stuff. It's as simple as don't, that. Don't, don't be a clown. Get free stuff. Get some free bits and pieces. And then the last one, guys, is the big show, which is coming to you April 29th. That is draft day on Thursday. We start here in the UK at half seven in the morning on draft day. That's half past two over in Eastern time there. In the, uh, What would that be Central time? Go back another um, two minutes. So that would be midnight. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, you've got it there, guys. We are doing a 24-hour show for draft day, all in aid for NHS. Uh, so make sure you get involved with us. We have a absolute slew of special guests. Uh, we've got um, giveaways, competitions, even a very big prize that is on a piece of material. That sounds a little um, weird. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds odd. But when you see it, you'll want to get involved. And literally all the giveaways we're doing are all for free. As long as you just get involved, um, stick whatever you can spare into the pot for the charity, 
which will all be there. And like I say, the guests we've got lined up for it are absolutely crazy. Um, so details on that will be coming up. We'll Now we're into draft month. We'll start releasing some more information on that, which we'll start doing over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, guys, it oh, is just, now. Just, just before what? you finish, uh, Austin asked us if we were planning going this year to any games. So mm, to answer doesn't that, look that way. Well, I am planning to go for the home opener. Fingers crossed that I can actually <sighs> fly. It's more so if I can actually fly over. If I can get in the yeah. USA, I'm going. But it, it it's, it's finicky it, at the moment. At yeah. best, it's finicky. Yeah. Um, but there, there's loads of plans for next year because we're hoping by next year to be out. Not just NFL games, but the NFL international games and college games as well. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about that too when it comes to next year. But more, more than anything, the plans for this year are kind of just so finicky. It's like, what can yeah. you say? So everything is really planned for next year. Um, but it is Easter, guys. So I'll leave you to it. Enjoy your Easter break. Um, yeah, uh, four days off work. But as we say every week for now, uh, from Paul, from Graham, from Lorne, from Jamie and myself, it's UK Cowboys TV. We'll see you all next week. Stay phenomenal. See you next time. See, see you guys. <laughs>